Welcome to Love This Bitch, the podcast that teaches you how to love your life and accomplish your goals through self-compassion and self-coaching. Now here's your host, MBA and Master Certified Professional Life Coach, Lisa Ogilski. Hello, my loves, and how are you today? Or should I say, how are you allowing yourself to be today? Or maybe even, how are you choosing to be today? Actually, why don't we take a moment and answer that question to yourself? How are you today? It's interesting how often we don't really check in, right? And think about how we are. And if you don't even check in with it, (laughs) then how do you know if what you're allowing or what you're choosing? You're definitely not. I mean, you're choosing by lack of choice, but you're not actively choosing. Yeah, think about that for a minute. How are you feeling? And that connects perfectly with what I want to talk about today, which is emotions and conversations and and coaching that I was having with a client recently. It's always amazing when I'm connecting with a client such that things that they are saying are helping me grow and are connecting to experiences that I'm having as well. Like, even if it is something that I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, I remember (laughs) what it was like for me when I worked through that particular situation. It's always good when you're coaching someone to be able to let them know that you've coached someone in a similar situation before, but I particularly like it when it's me. I think you can tell from what I will share on the podcast that I, I don't mind sharing that kind of stuff about my experiences and what I've been through and the struggles and what I've learned. And maybe that's the uh, ADHD oversharing. I don't know, but I don't always see that as a bad thing. I like it if it helps me connect and helps me reach my clients and provides them with value. I did an episode. It's one of the very first episodes about processing your emotions. And a lot of other episodes have touched on some of the things that I wanted to talk about today. We even talk about things like having to work to see the good in our lives because our brains want to focus on the bad things because that's the important information for our brains because they want to keep us safe. And it's really important to remember the things that it it thinks we're tigers, where the tigers are hidden. That's what it wants to remember. If you don't look for those things, you'll miss them. Or many times you get home or you get to your partner or you're hanging out with your friends and they're, how was your day? How was your week? And if any one thing happened that we struggled with or that we had thoughts about it being bad, we tend to be like, oh, it was a horrible day. It was a horrible week. And I've been there. Like I said, I I relate to that. And I practice, of course, seeing the good and looking for that. So I didn't specifically think about that. And as I've been sharing lately, I've had some health issues that I've been struggling with. And when I first had the day where I was just feeling so horrible, and then I remembered, hey, my doctor recently did some tests. You know, I went into the portal because everything's online now and checked in with that and got the bad news about my blood sugar being messed up again. So I was driving home that night and I physically just felt horrible. And then the mindset, I was definitely struggling at that moment because my brain was saying, hey, how can we make this the most horrible thing ever? You're never going to be able to enjoy the things you eat ever again. (laughs) Like, what is even the point? Because I love food 
but only certain foods and usually very sugary, calorically dense, low nutritional foods. That's what I like. Of course, my brain was telling me how everything was going to be horrible from now on. But I had a moment and I was like, I am struggling right now. I am feeling bad about this. I'm kind of (laughs) having a bit of a moment here. But even that day, I looked back and I was like, this was not a bad day. It definitely wasn't a bad week. But overall, I was like, you know, it was a normal day. I had some fun things actually that happened. And I was like, this is not a bad day. For me, that was a huge win to be having what I thought at the time. That was my thoughts. And there was, you know, work to be done there. But even having that moment, allowing myself to be with the thoughts and feelings that I was having at that time, you don't jump in right then and start tinkering away like, oh, I'm going to fix this. I feel miserable. Like allowing myself to be there and to to feel those emotions and, and to have the thoughts that I was having and not pretend like they weren't there. But also, even if that time period, my brain was building into more of a struggle than need be, making it more painful than it had to be, it wasn't ruining my day. It wasn't ruining things overall. And so that was a big win. And that's definitely something that I hope that you guys are able to learn and, and work on so that you can see that a bad experience, a few bad hours, even a bad day. These things don't ruin everything around them when we work on our mindset. I still had an experience that I was allowing at that moment to cause me pain, but it wasn't stretching that over everything. That's progress, right? (laughs) If you're going from one bad day ruins a week or one bad event ruins a day to a really, what you think at that time is a really bad event, doesn't even ruin the day, that's progress. That's what we're looking for. We're not looking for a time in our lives where we never struggle. We never have any negative emotions, pain, anxiety, hurt, because we're human beings and (laughs) we feel these things and it's part of life. It's part of the contrast, pleasure, pain, happiness, sadness, and the full experience. We're just looking to make sure that we are enjoying our lives and that we're living with intention and not staying down, you know, staying in the negative. So that was great. And that was my experience. And it came out with a client who was also working on how do I feel? And when people asked her, how does she feel? She was like, oh my gosh, like I don't even want to go into all that. That was interesting and a good connection. And I hope that that will help you as well. Connecting more to that, how do you feel and emotions and negative emotions and processing them and allowing them. We talked in that one episode specifically about how you can process and allow emotions, accept them before you can change them and how that's the important piece there. And I talk a lot about how that part is what builds your strength. It's what builds your courage. You know, that's the part that helps you when you have these new situations come up and this might hurt, (laughs) this might cause anxiety, or maybe I, I just, I don't know. And that's causing me anxiety. You don't have to turn away from those experiences or those opportunities or things that you want because you're afraid of these negative emotions. Not just because you know that you have tools to work through them, but because you know that you can handle them that you have experienced them and it might have been uncomfortable or painful, but it didn't kill you, even if it felt like it. And you kept going and you can take it because even if you don't know what it's going to be and you're scared, you've been there before 
and you felt things that were hard, but you made it through. The more that we, you know, quash our emotions, try to press them down, and and we've talked about this before, it's, it's generally what we're taught strength looks like is to not have the emotions, not show the emotions, not let anyone see or know and keep them down. So that's what we think is strong. That does take a certain type of strength. And that's why we're so exhausted all the time. And we think we're feeling all of our feelings is because we're walking around holding back this big dam of feelings that we are not checking in with, we're not allowing and we're not processing. So they're not passing through. (laughs) They're just building up and we're carrying around this weight. And then, you know, it overflows at times that we're like, what happened? Why did I just cry? Why did I just scream at someone? Why did I just react that way to something that seems kind of small or I don't understand that reaction? Well, because (laughs) we've been holding back all the emotions and not processing them or allowing them. And that's exhausting. (laughs) It's work to process them, sure. But that allows you to move on and the other, you just keep carrying it. So it's, I guess, a a choose your hard type situation. (laughs) But obviously the benefits in the long run of lifting the weight and holding it in a way that's allowing and accepting and letting the emotions be is going to ultimately lead to you feeling stronger instead of, trying to just hold it back and not do that and just keep that dam in place. You have the other episodes to look at different ways to process those emotions and allow them, although I will talk a bit more today about allowing them. But there are some obstacles that I've experienced and that I see a lot with clients to processing emotions. A lot of times, and probably one of the biggest ones and it'll be easiest to address is wanting to change it. (laughs) And we'll get more into that with the judgment, essentially. When we learn thought work, especially, and start using these practices, sometimes as soon as we have a negative emotion or a thought, we see a thought that's causing it and we're like, okay, great, fix it, jump right in. But we haven't actually allowed the emotion to be there. We're immediately just jumping to fixing it and stopping it. And there's an attachment to the change. And that can even throw you off when you're making progress because it is so common to have people who've already made all this great progress, but they'll have one particular thing and they'll be like, it's still there. It's still happening. It hasn't changed yet. (laughs) It's like, okay, right. You've worked on that for a week. (laughs) You've been doing this your whole life and you've worked on it for a week. A little patience and compassion for yourself. Because even in those times where have I talked to someone in one session and by the next session, the next week, they've completely changed something and they're excited and they feel better. Yes, of course. But there are factors that were already in place there that led to that. Not everything breaks up. Not every thought lets loose, emotion passes that fast. Sometimes it takes work. I know coaches who've been coaching for a decade and they'll come up to new things in their life that they're working on. And they'll talk about how they worked on the new thought or the new thought that lead to the different feelings for months. So be patient (laughs) with yourself, but also learn not to focus so much on the change and on ending and stopping the negative emotion. Even though that is the ultimate goal, part of getting there is first that processing of that emotion, the allowing and the accepting, 
of where you are right now. And the more you want it to go away, the more you want to change it, the less likely you are to actually engage in that part of the process and allow it to take however long it takes. So you might think that you allowed it, but you really just went through the steps. You're like, okay, I did one of the exercises or I sat with it one day when it happened, but then it happened the next day and now it's time. It's why I want it to change. I want it to stop. There's still resistance there. We know that emotions come and go, that nothing lasts forever, but it tends to be with those negative emotions because our our brains, like we said, they do want to cling to the thoughts and the things going on there to keep us safe, that we also are prone to thinking that this is going to be forever. When will I ever feel better? How long is this going to last? It connects, I guess, into that survival instinct. And it's kind of amusing when you think about it, (laughs) because how many times have you been really happy and you're like, oh my gosh, is this ever going to end? Am I just going to be this ecstatic forever? wow, that'd be great. (laughs) We don't usually think that. But anytime it's a negative emotion, it's like, oh my gosh, day two, day three, is it ever going to change? Will I ever feel better? This needs to stop. Give yourself that patience and that compassion, but also think about how the resistance to it being there is still not allowing you to process it. You're not fully sitting with it. So that's the first obstacle. Not that we don't want to change, right? If if you're struggling with a negative emotion and you find as you do work on things like that, that there are thoughts there that are causing it that you want to change, you don't want to keep and you change them and the emotion changes. That's great. No problems there. But rushing it, pushing it because we want the change now, now, now is still resisting and it's not allowing the process. So Make sure that you are spending enough time sitting with your emotions, feeling them. And because that emotion is our barometer for when we're thinking thoughts that aren't serving us, we need to know what that feels like so we know when it's happening and when we need to check in with our thoughts. A little bit less attachment to the change, to the growth or just making it stop. And the attachment part to change is kind of one of the obstacles. Connected to that, the other obstacle is judging. And we have talked about this in some of the episodes about shooting on ourselves. But we tend to judge ourselves for particular emotions. And sometimes for all of them, you know, some of us feel like we have to be very stoic and in the middle all the time. But when we are experiencing different emotions and we're judging them, that I should not feel this way. I should not be sad. I should not be anxious. I should not be angry. I shouldn't be irritated with my loved ones. And we're just judging that, beating ourselves up for how we're feeling in the moment. That creates that resistance. And a lot of times people are like, no, really, I shouldn't be angry right now. It's not right for me to be angry at my loved ones just because I'm in a bad mood or this or that. But Yes, I understand that that's not how you want to feel. That's not how you want to interact with your loved ones. Or you don't maybe want to be anxious such that you can't do the things that you want because you're so anxious. That's that's what I am here for, to help you through that. But it is there. 
and saying that it just shouldn't be and judging it and labeling it bad and wrong, renouncing it is making it bigger. It seems strong. Sometimes people talk about things like this and they talk about wrestling with their demons, right? But it seems like this big, almost like strong demon, the more we say it's bad, it's wrong, and then we keep doing it. So that's not building any strength, any any courage, any desire in ourselves to actually stop it. We think it is like, I have to beat myself up for this because it's, it's wrong and it's bad and I don't need to do it. But instead, that just makes it seem like we're out of control and we're powerless against this thing because it's so horrible and it's so bad and we don't want to do it, but we keep doing it. It makes you feel powerless. It makes you feel like you are locked in a fight with something. And if you're locked in that fight with something, you're holding on to it. You're fighting it. Instead of that emotion just passing, like a happy moment would, maybe, you know, you're holding on to it. You're stopping it. That resistance, that judgment to how you're feeling is what's keeping it there. It would just pass on if you were able to sit with it and be like, you know what? I was angry today. I was having anxiety. My uh, loved one asking me a question felt like a tiger attack and I snapped. I bit their head off. Been doing that a lot because of my anxiety lately. And yeah, I was angry. That made sense might not be preferred how I want to handle it, but that's where I was at the time. It, it was an instinctual reaction. It made sense. I was angry. Or that's a lot of story. You don't even have to go into all those thoughts. You don't have to have stories about it. Just, I was angry today. I was angry today. I snapped. I yelled. I was anxious today. I got overwhelmed. I didn't do my to-do list. You know, whatever it is, just that's what was. No judgment, no beating yourself up allowing it to be. That's part of allowing and sitting with the emotion. Instead, we start beating ourselves up. And at some point, that's probably something that we programmed as a habit because it maybe made us feel a little bit better, right? Like I did something bad, but then I had a thought, I had a feeling that I I shouldn't have, but then I beat myself up and I was determined. I felt that flush in my chest, like, I'm not going to do this tomorrow, I got this. And maybe that's how you felt the first few times that you beat yourself up about something. So your brain was like, okay, yep, that's the pattern. That feels better. Feels better than being angry or being anxious. We'll we'll go with that. But now you're doing it and it just makes you feel worse. Now you're anxious about how you shouldn't have been anxious or you're feeling like a horrible person because you are such a horrible person that you snapped and bit someone's head off. You were feeling attacked and you got angry, you snapped. Now you're attacking yourself and beating yourself up about it. That's exhausting. You're not going to be less likely to do those actions in the future if you're just feeling worse and worse, right? You're going to be drained. You're going to be tired. You've decided that you're double horrible (laughs) or, you know, something double bad has been happening. Like, I was angry. It was horrible. I reacted horribly. I'm a horrible person. I'm going to beat myself up. So it's just piling it all on and not making you change, not helping you act differently, think differently, feel differently. So that judgment that many of us think that we need in order to change the behavior, even though experience has now shown us that it's not going to change the behavior, is part of what's keeping those feelings from passing. 
if you don't spend all that time after you've had this a negative emotion in additional negativity of beating yourself up, right? You have more time to move on and to have other things come in. You have more space for other feelings and thoughts and experiences instead of keeping you there and keeping you in that situation. Even just that acceptance right there is going to limit the amount of time that you're feeling negative about the situation, which is going to give you more space to work on it, give you room (laughs) to experience what was actually happening in that moment and work on that instead of keeping it going into all these other things like beating yourself up and then, oh, now it's a pattern and just making it much larger than it is, locking into that fight with it and not letting it go. So I know that's hard. We're very hard on ourselves. <laughs> we, we judge ourselves for anxiety, even sadness, anger, these types of things. But just being able to say, hey, this is how I felt. This is how I'm feeling. And just, it's what is right now. Don't have to judge it. You can just let it be. That will help with it moving on. Whereas judging it and jumping immediately to, I need to change this because it's bad. Those are going to create resistance and actually make it stay longer. It's kind of like how they talk about in meditation, which helps with this. It's an illustration that I've seen on Headspace. When you're meditating and you're just, practicing observing your thoughts, not engaging with them or judging with them, just letting them be. It's kind of like you're sitting on the side of the road and your thoughts are traffic, right? And the traffic's just going by. It's just doing its thing. You're practicing sitting there and watching it. It's not until you engage with something like, oh, that person shouldn't be driving like that, or that person's driving too slow, right? And you start running out to the road trying to direct the traffic slow this one down, speed this one up. Now you're running around in the road and you're messing up the traffic, right? You're trying to direct it, but you're out running around in traffic instead of sitting on the side of the road and watching it. And yeah, that one might be going slower than the others, but it's going, right? It's going down the road and it will pass you jumping in the road behind it, trying to push it. (laughs) It's going to just exhaust you even more, right? And now you're in you're in the road. Maybe the ones behind you see you doing that and they're like, we should slow down. There's a crazy person in the road. <laughs> no, you're not crazy. But you get the illustration. Like, and that's the practice. You realize that you're judging, that you're out there trying to stop things and push things. And you just remember to step back and just observe again. I'm feeling anxious. Oh, I'm feeling angry. I'm feeling sad. That's okay. Or it doesn't even have to be okay. We've talked about that before. If you're not ready to say it's okay, that's fine. Just it is. That's what is right now. And that's better than it's bad. It needs to change because it's neutral and it doesn't create that resistance. Attachment to change, judging. Those are the first two. And the third one is identifying with the emotion. We have this a lot in our language with emotions like I am sad. I am anxious. I am angry. I've even had them, we people will say them even more attached, even more identifying. I am an angry person. I am an anxious person. And again, that's creating this identity and this attachment to this emotion, even if it's negative. Like, I don't want to be an angry person. I don't want to be an anxious person. You're identifying with that. You're labeling it and connecting with it 
in a way that's taking away your power, right? Like I am anxious. I am angry. This is how I react to things. I can't change it, right? I've been trying and it's not working. This identification is also causing the emotion to stick around because you're attaching to it instead of, again, just letting it go on through at its own pace, like all things do. All things change. This too shall pass. There's a reason for that very old and wise saying. It will pass. If you identify with it, focus on it, make it a bigger thing, it can't pass, right? Because you're holding on to it. And then now you've labeled it as something to be on the lookout and something that is likely that you're going to react this way. You're going to feel this way because it's who you are. But it's not. You are not your thoughts and you are not your emotions. Thoughts just come into our head, (laughs) right? They do tend to come based on our experiences and our life and, and the things that we've seen and heard and learned, but that's not us. It's just thoughts. We get to evaluate them. We get to choose which ones to keep, which ones to just let go. And the resulting emotions are definitely not us. They're just part of our human experience that we feel. You're not an anxious person. You're not an angry person. You're not a sad person. So how to think of that differently? It's very simple shift. Instead of I'm angry, I'm experiencing anger right now. Small, easy shift, but it will help you not to identify with that emotion. I'm experiencing anxiety right now. Even better, adding instead of just the I'm experiencing anxiety, adding, like I said just now, that right now, or I'm experiencing a moment of anxiety, right? Disconnecting from identifying with it and also reminding yourself that it's just what's happening right now. It's just this moment. And even if it's a series of moments, it will pass. It's not a permanent thing. It's just the experience that you're having for this time which connects all the way back to what I was talking about at the beginning. If you are anxious or angry or whatever for three days out of a week or four days out of a week, that's not the whole week. There were other feelings and emotions that you experienced. So, you know, have this whole outlook instead of being like, oh, I was anxious this many times. I'm always anxious, right? Allowing that to loosen up and then you will get to that point eventually with practice and time it is easier to be like, oh, this is what I'm experiencing right now. And no matter how long that experience lasts, I know I can handle it. I know I'm strong enough. I know I have the tools and that I'm going to give myself the support and compassion I need to get through this. And it will pass. No focusing on when it'll happen, but it just is right now. I encourage you to go back and listen to the early episodes about the different ways to sit with your emotions and, and allow them and process them. But Also use this information about these common obstacles to doing that and see if that helps you tune in and level up on your work with allowing your emotions and accepting them so that you can more effectively do the work to identify the thoughts and change the ones that are creating those feelings so that you can feel differently, so that you can feel how you want. But again, with time and patience. (laughs) The first step, maybe it's hard, that's a thought, but the work to be done 
at the beginning is to practice allowing and accepting those emotions. If you have any questions, feel free to send me an email. Also, if you're like, that does sound like a lot, (laughs) I'd like a coach to help me through that so I can streamline that process as much as possible. Well, check out the link for a free connection call and we can talk about what's going on with you, make sure we connect, and then talk about moving forward with me as your coach if that's something that you're interested in. How are you feeling today? Check in with that and practice allowing and accepting your emotions without judgment. See how that makes you feel and reach out to me on that too. I'd love to hear feedback on these concepts and how you're applying them and your experiences with them. Okay, feel like that was a lot and I'm going to let you sit with that and process that and I'm going to move on to another episode. And so I will connect with you then. Mm-hmm.